0: Thanks for downloading this podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Lamont or visiting radiolamont.com. The checkered flag ends the race, but not the race talk. Have your say, ask the experts, make your point. Post Race Tech. The end of the race is only the beginning.
1: Yeah, thanks, Di, down there in pit lane, uh, clarifying what you speculated, Joe Bradley, towards the end of that race, that JMW might have had a bit of an assist from Matt Griffin behind the wheel of the spirit of race Ferrari. Team sport. I said to you off air um, that, you know what, did Matt Griffin
0: do that deliberately is what I said. And I thought, you know, they're different teams. You know, we've got spirit of... uh, Spirit of Race and GMW Motorsport, both in a Ferrari. We're, we're not manufacturer run. It's not like we're we're Formula One here, and we're, we're going to you know move over and let the, our teammate through. But he did look as though he was went very very slowly, and he was holding up the uh, the number eighty eight Proton Porsche. And I was just wondering, is he going to delay him enough for the GMW car to get ahead? Well, he delayed him by point one two six of a second enough oh. to make the difference in the race result. So. Um, and is that it was it was out of our sight, but it, was there a coming together with the number 88 Porsche and the rear end of the Matt Griffin Ferrari? I don't know. I don't know. It's just well, pure speculation. That
1: would explain.
0: But that would why explain we why we saw
1: b- Matt Griffin off the road and he yeah. had a big moment at, at Maggots and Beckett's was off the road in a big way. That would, would explain. It would also why.
0: explain uh, crazy why the GM Motorsport Ferrari drivers <laughs> are saying thanks to Matt Felton. Well, well, That's exactly
1: right. It's fairly obvious, isn't it? <laughs> Wow, what a dramatic conclusion to that race. We had leading contenders in LMP2 pitting right towards the end. Uh, Hashtag SilvPRT, please uh, give us your opinions on that race. Uh, Ben Gregory has treated us, uh, says definitely feel the tyres and fuel not helping with the strategy, but the racing has not calmed down at all. I would agree with that. I think it's uh, very, very difficult to argue. Uh, It was a great battle in all three classes. Uh, Carol Brink, hello, Carol, says, so is this race a new classic? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> it certainly had it all towards the end. It had its moments midway through, but uh, I t- certainly thoroughly entertaining. I think we saw classic result. drives. Yeah.
0: I, saw, I think we saw absolutely outstanding drives from Jean-Éric Verne, and I think we saw outstanding drives from Ben Hanley and Nicola Lapierre, and to get that car back into contention, after the troubles, the, in the first stint of Hendrik Henman, the, he dropped uh, quite a way down the LMP2 field. He flat-spotted a tyre, and that uh, just completely wrecked the performance. Uh, up until that point, Henman was doing a great job of holding on to that position. And uh, in fairness, you know, he is the bronze driver, and he was do- he had a lot of uh, quicker drivers behind him, and he was doing a great defensive and clean job to do that. And uh, so, yeah, it is. It is. There's been a classic in, uh, in so many ways. Um, so Nick's off to do the uh, to do the podium now, and uh, we'll stay with um, our broadcast yeah. on Has- RSL.
1: Hashtag Sylph uh, and uh, we'd like your nominations for Spirit of the Race as well. Hashtag Silv S-O-T-R. We'd love your thoughts. Uh, Chris Whale says the charging dragon speed. I suspect that is going to be a reasonable theme Uh, Snooty McFlute who we heard from early in the race I like it uh, says uh, Spirit of the Race goes to the number two United Autosport for me punted off at the first corner but battled back to a podium position only to be foiled by a non-start in their last stop Uh, well said and well argued I like it
0: yeah Yeah, I mean Gav
1: says hashtag uh, Spirit of the Race Silv SOTR by the way if you'd like to get involved I'm not biased because he's British. <laughs> well, you, you're allowed to be. That's fine. Uh, but my nomination is Ben Hanley. Well, that's fair. Put the Dragon Speed car into contention for a podium in the first place with that amazing stint. Ben Stevenson has said something along the same line. So, uh, for me, at the moment, it's Dragon Speed in front. Uh, Sarah Dart says the LMP3 car too. So, that's United Autosport again. Uh so a couple of people going the, the sympathy option there for United, which is fair because they were out of contention early and dragged themselves back into contention only to be let down at that final stop. By a starter motor. motor. By a starter motor. Yeah. Yeah. Endurance racing, hey? Uh, hashtag Silv, uh, PRT as well, by the way, to join the conversation for our post-race tech discussion after a crazy four hours of Silverstone. <laughs> so much going on in that. Um,
0: right to the very end. I mean, yeah, it, um, we've got enough to talk about for a couple of hours just on that last 10
1: minutes. Well, we're going to the top of the hour. Yeah, I know we uh, are. So yeah. I think we'll try and squeeze it
0: 20 minutes of broadcast. Um,
1: yeah. Um, the, so do we do we deal with the pit stop stuff now or do we work on that later on?
0: Well, um,
1: because there's been a few comments about that. I'm uh, interested
0: in, in people's thoughts on that because I've, I've got some strong thoughts on, on pit stops and what we should be doing. Not that anyone will ever listen to me.
1: Oh, you respected voice of reason. No, I mean in anybody padding, in, in a Bradders, position of, of yeah, being able to
0: change the regulations to to what Bradders wants.
1: Would, would that restriction, so we're talking, if you're not familiar, we're, we're talking about the rule that's been in place this year in that you can change tyres and put fuel into the car at the same time. Last year you couldn't do that. You had to do it separately. Some teams would take the strategic variation to not put tyres on. Just take the fuel, shorter pit stop, track position, away you go.
0: And it, it was logical, Krilzy, because yep. you put the fuel in, you then, the fueler comes off, only at that point yep. are you allowed to change the tyres. And even then there was regulations that tightened that up. Only two per, two guys, or, or two persons, let's say, across the wall. And they would then, they would then go to work and change the tyres. So if you left out that aspect of the pit stop and only took on fuel yep. and stretched your tyre wear you gained the time it took to change tires. So you had a choice. And there was many choices, not just about the pit stop. The choice would be what compound of tire you're going to put a tire on that's able to go two. and at Le Mans, for sure, you saw three and four stints from tires because it was worth that aching out that strategy. Now, you may as well put tires on at every point because you can fit the tires in the time it takes to fill the tank.
1: Okay, so a counter-argument to that is if you're Dragon Speed and you've got two drivers that you know, Ben Handley and Nicolas Lapierre, are going to charge their way through the field, the best thing for that team today was having the option to put tyres on the car at every stop because they needed to make that track position. So the rules worked for them today. It's worked really well because if they hadn't have had the opportunity to put tyres on, they might not have had... That raw speed and the extra grip generated yeah, yeah. to make great passing manoeuvres that could ultimately get them to second place. Yeah. Keeping in mind that with 15 minutes to go, we were going, there's no way they can finish on the podium. They're 35 seconds behind. Yeah. And then everyone stopped and they got there. So that that's probably the counter argument. My other question to you would be, would that race have been any more or less exciting, and it could be either way, if we were operating under the other rules?
0: Um. I suppose that's an unanswerable question as to whether it would have been any more exciting. I think it would have generated a lot more <laughs> speculation and assumption from the likes of you and me as the race progressed and as the different team strategies unfolded, you know, there's a, there's the, there comes a point when there is a necessity to change to new tires because you've pretty much worn them out or yep. you flat spotted a set or whatever, or one tire and you have to change. So, I think it would generate more um, depth of uh, situation, if you like. Yep. Uh, which, which, in it, which in turn generates more excitement, I suppose.
1: Yeah, agreed completely. Potentially, uh, Joe Bradley, Richard Craw with you uh, for post-race tech after a thrilling four hours of Silverstone European Le Mans Series race, round four of the championship. Saw G-Drive Racing get their third win from four starts this year and extend their margin at the pointy end of the championship. Uh, a great comeback drive from Dragon Speed, uh, Nicola Lapierre, especially at the end, got them to second place, in Edex Sport finish on the podium despite having to make a splash and dash pit stop towards the end. Graf fourth, and APR Rebellion fifth. Uh, United Autosports, well, they started this race with four cars in contention for two class victories. They ended up with one in LMP3, and remarkably, uh, JMW Motorsport win LMGTE by. Just a tenth of a second. Uh, right Turn Lover has jumped in with Sylve PRT. Uh, Spirit of the race, potentially, to JMW Motorsport for keeping the eye on the ball right until the flag. That's half true because they got a massive assist from Spirit of Race, uh, the sister Ferrari team, I, who did I, them a massive solid on the final couple of I've got
0: laps. something from, from J Mullen, Um, along those lines. How about the Proton Porsche Team 88 for Spirit of the Race? Yes. They lost by 0.126 of a second and used the part of the track they were supposed to. (laughs) Yeah. It's a fair argument. That is, and that brings us nicely onto track limits because it's track limits and the abuse of track limits that made that uh, ending so exciting. Now, my view on track limits, and I'm going to show how old I am, because when I started racing, track limits was the the um, the, the ditch or the wall yep. or the barrier. There was the, you know there was I don't think there was even gravel traps when I started racing. I'm not talking eighties. Yeah. I'm not talking you know sixty. I'm talking eighties, mid eighties to the late eighties. You and and the, the the skill was to use all of what was available to you without damaging the car. Um, and that perhaps pleased itself. Yep. However, we've become more, we, we've become safer. Yep. We have got, um, you know, arguably the safest circuits in the world these days. Uh, it, it, here in, in Europe, Australia is the same. There are a few dodgy places in Australia, <laughs> if my memory serves me rightly. Certainly, a few dodgy Certainly places, <laughs> few dodgy space, uh, places <laughs> in the US. However, you're then relying upon um, this situation having to be pleased. We all know why people exceed track limits. Yeah. Because coming out of cops, as I said, when you commit to a corner, now if you've never raced a car or driven a car fast on a track, you may not get your head around this, but it's totally different to road driving. When you get to the corner and you break at the last possible moment and then scrub off just the amount of speed you need to to turn into the corner, as you turn into the corner, you are carrying so much momentum that you were committed to the speed through the corner. Yeah. Now, as you go through the corner, you're getting back on the throttle, and that momentum is carrying the car towards the outside of the track. Yep. You can't change that. If you try and change that at that point, you're either going to go off in a big way and unbalance the car and spin, or you're going to cost yourselves a, a lot of time. So the, the commitment that it means... You know, so the decision process of when you're going to exceed the track limit is made at the turning point.
1: Yeah, it is. Correct. Uh, I agree with you completely. And, and I also understand the argument uh, of saying, well, if there was grass there, they wouldn't be breaching it. And if there was a concrete wall there, they wouldn't be breaching it. I grew up in Adelaide with the Australian Grand Prix yeah. on a tight, demanding street circuit where there's no such thing as a track limit there. Because if you broach the track limit, you'd end up in the fence. Um Quite considerably, if you ask Mika Hakkinen for example.
0: Yes, that's. I that was about. That, my mind went straight
1: to that. That one. It's the default one, or even David Coulthard into pit lane, which is a personal favourite. Um, <laughs> but it, the, the argument, and, and you mentioned the track safety thing, is that we need to be ever mindful to keep our sport relevant, and it can often be a sport that isn't particularly public friendly to uh, those that. Uh, those that might not enjoy it, it's loud, it smells, it's vibrant. Some people don't like that. To keep it relevant, we need to maintain those safety standards that the sport has worked so hard to uh, develop over the many years. And that includes track safety. And part of track safety is having acres of runoff. And in particular, the concrete which, or the, the bitumen paved runoff, which slows the cars down before they get to a gravel trap. So it's 50-50. The other side of that is pro drivers are going to use every single bit of racetrack that they're possibly given. The the trick for me is how do you police it better? There has to be a way where... We don't end up with this situation with a 10-second penalty post-race, potentially deciding a class because someone has used I, too much of the race I train. know. and There's got to be a better way. Well,
0: a lot of people say put the grass back mm. because you put a wheel, a, a, a slick tyre onto grass, and you immediately lose grip, and yep. that's the penalty. However, I think why track limits became such an issue uh, Mr. Palmer, who owns majority of the yes. circuits here in the UK, yep. got sick and tired of the bearing the cost of replacing grass vergers. Yeah. And and what can happen is just off the curb, on the outside of the curb, you can create a, a ditch, yep. a, a rivet. A, a, what's it called? Yeah, a ditch. You've got to keep filling it in. Yes. You've got to keep filling it in. If you fill it in with concrete, yep. then that curb extends further and further and further. So there's got to be a point. So I think that's where it's evolved from, to be honest. And uh, I, you know what? We we are where we are. And I don't think there are any way around it. If we've got the capability to police it, we've got the cap- capability uh, to um, uh, address that, as we've seen today, in a very effective way. And, and you hit the nail on the head. The WEC teams will have been watching this. Yeah. And they'll be going... They'll be looking exactly that. A good team manager will be looking at exactly where the stewards... Um, they'll know that. They know Eduardo. They know how he is. They'll know how consistent he is. And they'll be looking at that. And we'll be telling their drivers, you need, to, you need to be wary of this. We do not want to lose that race like the GTE guys did today.
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh, it's going to be...
0: Uh, right. We've be got a winner.
1: Good. Oh, do we? Yes. I don't think we do yet. Do we? No, uh, we have. Uh, for spirit of ah, the race, no, no clear winner just yet. I've settled on mine though. Uh, hashtag Silve SOTR, by the way, uh, as we wind up our post-race tech from the uh, European Le Mans series four hours of Silverstone. Uh, my vote, I've decided I'm going to go for Dragon Speed because I love the way, I love the way they drag themselves back into contention. I love the fact they never gave up and I love the fact that they use their driver strategy to manage their race performance and splitting up their bronze driver with their pros. That's who I'm voting for. We will tell you the winner very, very soon. Uh, Lots to discuss. uh, Lots to break down after a very, very dramatic day here at Silverstone. The trophies are currently being presented for LMGTE. uh, And there's some subdued faces, a bit of a wave across the podium from the Porsche team to the uh, spirit of race Ferrari outfit, who ultimately finished third, Uh, Matt griffin blazing there um now you you picked dragon speed as well have i stolen well i
0: would not really i um more so ben hanley in that recovery drive initially when he pulled the car there was there was about i think we had about two hours to go yeah and he pulled the car back into contention knowing the car that was was going to have to fall back out of contention i think what your vote was was more to do with the way that the team played with their driver rotation to get them through the race and put them in a competitive situation.
1: In conjunction with the massive stints from Ben Hanley and Nico Lapierre especially. But the way Henman managed his drives and stayed out of drama when he needed to, I thought that was great. Uh, Really impressive stuff. Uh, There's so many other stories. United Autosports, um, we, we touched on that and the hard luck case for... Car number two. So, to bring them up to speed, they ultimately finished seventh in LMP3. Uh, they were a couple of laps back from their teammates that won the race. For United, an ultimately frustrating day, they end up uh, tenth in LMP2, first and seventh in LMP3, and then a DNF for their other car.
0: We have a result. Please the, announce the it for votes us. have been counted spirit on, of the race via Facebook and Twitter, and the winners are Ben Hanley and Dragon Speed. It's a bit of a joint one. So well, Ben is, Hanley is part of Dragon Speed, exactly. so let's say Dragon Speed.
1: It's endurance. I think racing. that's
0: how I'm going to interpret yeah. that. Winners yeah. a
1: team, losers yeah, a team. Yeah, they, yeah, uh, in, For in for all the
0: reasons, one. we've had a, the majority of votes. Of, it was close. Uh, Jev uh, came through at the finish and was getting lots and lots of votes for that fantastic drive, uh, outstanding drive. And uh, the other uh, contender was the um, was the uh, United Autosports car number two for just. The hard luck just the hard look yeah, yeah the hard luck story and then we had the the, uh, the 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 GMW Ferrari uh was a contender and also we had one vote for the uh, the number 88 Porsche for, for playing by the rules
1: <laughs> of the LMGT cars the one that played by the rules yes there are a few with wrapped knuckles after this race uh, we've got two minutes we should talk about Jev and that mighty drive because when he got in that car they were 50 seconds in front and he pitted in the final stop a minute 50 in front. Uh, I talked about the average lap times. And you can crunch numbers until you're uh, blue in the face. But he broke the back of that race. The moment he jumped in that car, as long as they finished, they were never going to lose. He was so fast, so consistent. And for the most part, it looked like in a different motor race.
0: Yeah, he really did. Mm. He really did. I mean, to, to, uh, he, he, he put in the race... Fastest lap on lap 101, and we, f- we finished on lap 128.
1: Yeah, wow.
0: And you know, we saw that drive how he was siding through the traffic. The traffic didn't slow him down. You know what? His slow laps were 149s. What was his average in that one, Krill? Have you still got that data uh, no, in it, front of you? It's disappeared, but it was oh, all right.
1: It, the average was a low, a very, it was a 49.1,
0: was it really? So yeah. that's the majority of that then is in the 48. You've got a mix of 48s and and mid 49s then across that average. It
1: was relentlessly aggressive. Quite outstanding. Great
0: event. Hey, guess what? Tomorrow, (laughs) shall we do it all again?
1: Oh, I think so. What about we go two hours longer? Yeah, I think so. And have a Formula 3 race as well.
0: Oh, more Formula 3 as well. Really? Great
1: stuff. Uh, Well, well, on behalf of the team, Bradders, thanks to you. Really good fun. No, thanks to you, mate.
0: Your, mate. It's been great it. uh, working with you.
1: Uh, that's all our content for you today from Silverstone, but there's a lot more to come. Uh, stick around because on the Radio Show Limited Network. Uh, jump over to RS2 at IMSA Radio. Uh, all the action from VIR will kick off there with some amazing sports car racing. There's five different categories in action, and it really will be worth watching. So please jump over to that. Uh, we're back on RS3 from Silverstone at 10:30, 10, uh, 10 a.m. local time. Tomorrow, Formula 3 race, the FIA European F3 Championship. And then the WEC six hours of Silverstone. On behalf of Nick Damon and Diana Binks and Joe Bradley, I've been Richard Crowell. It's been a great day. The European Le Mans Series goes the way of G-Drive racing here at Silverstone.